Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Today with you, uh, uh, Robin Boyd here, and uh, Sandra's off today, um, but we've got a great hour ahead for you. You know, it's almost summertime, and most of the kids are out of school, although i got to tell you, the kids in my town are still at it. They are still hanging in there for two more days of school. We had a lot of snow this year, so they're making up those snow days. But with uh, summer vacations uh, coming around the bend, you know, it's also time for many of the military families to be in the midst of a PCS move. The military often issues their reassignments during the months of May and August, and many of you know this. Many of you are aware of it. Um, you know, I was reading a recent blog by Bobby O'Brien from Off the Base. Now, she referenced some really helpful tips from uh, a woman named Maggie Hahn. That's H-A-H-N. She's a retired Marine Corps spouse and one who has moved her household kids and pets, etc., etc., across the country six times during her husband's nine deployments. This is nothing new for many of you, So, uh, but for those of you who are uh, just maybe a Facing your very first PCS, I thought I'd share some of the um, tips that Maggie had um, given to Bobby O'Brien. First of all, one thing, especially if you've got kids, um, she said to create a no-move zone in your home and get the kids involved. It's a place where you place anything you don't want to go on the moving truck. Those are the things that you know you're going to carry yourself in the car or the van, and uh, sometimes it may be that that lovey or that uh, doll or that one thing that's very, very special uh, that you know you need to carry with you in the car. Also, be very proactive and start planning as soon as you learn that you've got a permanent change of station ahead of you. Um, do all of the planning. Start thinking about the packing. Um, it's never the minute you know, that's when you really have to start kind of getting yourself in gear because they do come up very quickly. Start putting a little money aside, a PCS fund, if you will, for some unexpected travel costs. There's going to be some things that are going to come up, like utility deposits. You want to make sure that you've got that little extra pad so that you know um, that's not going to compromise your regular daily budget. Carry your important documents with you in a fireproof box, school and medical records, IDs, passports, any other military papers that you know are going to be essential at your next uh, station. Families should compare their current cost living rate, your BAH, with the rate of your new base because it's going to be different and it may affect your uh, the budget that you've been very comfortable with. 
Take photographs, she says, of your belongings in case something's lost or damaged. And things like stereo and TV connections. Now, this is so smart for anybody. Uh, if you got to move from one room to the other, um, take a picture of how the connections go. If you've got a lot of uh, external drives on your computer, take a picture of the back of it. I'm also one of those uh, color code people. Everything is color coded in my life. Um, and I love getting those tapes that you can either use a specific color code for the appliance or the electronic, or uh, maybe each person has their own tape around their boxes. Even uh, when you know you need to make sure that this plug goes into that port, that's where you put the little color codes, the little dots, or number them one, two, three. Um, and then use your military permissive temporary duty leave to go house hunting or community um, orienting, if you will, at your new station. Scoping out the new community is going to help you settle in more quickly. And especially if you got kids, it's going to help you feel at home all the sooner. And I want to say that Maggie Hahn works as an advocate with USAA, those uh, wonderful insurance people. And uh, Bobby O'Brien is the moderator and primary contributor for Off the Base. And you can find this complete article or more by her at offthebase.wordpress.com. I love reading her blogs. Today, we are thrilled to welcome Dr. Jennifer Walken to Military Mom Talk Radio. Dr. Jen earned a Ph.D. in psychology with behavioral health emphasis from Furkoff Graduate School of Psychology at Albert Einstein College of Medicine, Yeshiva University. And she later completed two years postdoctoral fellowship in clinical neuropsychology at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center just down the road, a spell from me in Boston, Massachusetts. And most recently, she's culminated her background and experience to an exciting approach for wellness called Brain Curves, Mind, Body, Brain, Wellness for All of You. Dr. Jen, this is so exciting. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm humbled. Oh, oh. (laughs) we are very excited, I'm telling you. Uh, let's get to know a little bit more about you. You know, so many kids right now, Dr. Jen, are just graduating from high school and they're just on the cusp of their journeys to their careers and professions. Where were you at 18 and what were your aspirations? <laughs> where, where I was at 18 was um, avoiding that um, that AP psychology course, probably unconsciously knowing that I'd have a long, uh, <laughs> <history> with it. <laughs> um, so I didn't grow up wanting to be a psychologist. It sort of just, it was an organic, um, an organic kind of thing, um, uh-huh. that came out of just taking classes and falling in love with, um, the, the chapters of brain and behavior, um, and, and then just kind of lots of support, uh, along the way, um, mm-hmm. I've done it without the support that that's, that's clear from professors, uh, you know, family, um, colleagues, um, all who pushed me to kind of get the PhD. It didn't occur to me to get one <laughs> necessarily, <laughs> but I um, feel very, very blessed. And not a day goes by that I don't feel grateful um, for that. So it's so interesting to always hear, how, you, you know, there may have been, you, you probably, I know you liked sports. Did, did you ever think of becoming an athlete or were there other careers that had crossed your mind? Um, 
yeah, I loved sports, never thought of it as a career. Um, but, um, I actually wanted to, um, be a writer, um, and was told that, Oh, great, go get your PhD and you can always incorporate writing into whatever you do. (laughs) Isn't it true? (laughs) Um, you know, and I kind of mad respect for those who've made their career out of writing, but I, you know, I've many times got, got the message of, you don't want to be a starving artist. So get your PhD and then feel free to write whatever you want. So, but again, um, mad respect for those who, who hone their craft every day and, um, do that as their profession. (laughs) It's so fascinating to find where people go and what direction people go and what, what inspires one, uh, to take the course that they do, uh, the course of life. What influenced you most, do you think, about studying, say, psychology versus you could have been a neurosurgeon, you could have been a, a general practitioner? Um, a, what what brought you to actually psychology? Um, great question. Actually, I, um, gosh, that uh, I was debating whether to go to medical school or to get mm-hmm. my PhD and... Um, eventually just after doing a lot of research, I wanted that, um, that ability to, um, work with, uh, patients in that kind of, um, clinical capacity where I would have time, um, and I could devote the time to their care, um, and incorporate many techniques, um, in an integrative kind of way. Um, so calling from mindfulness practices and, um, other, you know, therapeutic orientations, but, um, you know, I've thought about it. And if I had gone to med school, I think I would just have done psychiatry and neurology (laughs) anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think what spoke to me was the, the time that I would get to spend with, with my patients, my clients, um, you know, and the time to devote to their care. Mm -hmm. It's true. I think, uh, maybe a general practitioner get, what might get to you, you know, your regular PCP might get to know you a little bit more, but you're right. I think if you're the surgeon or you're the, um, I, uh, ophthalmologist, you're only going to see somebody maybe once or twice and not see them very regularly. So, uh, very, very interesting that that contact to the person, um, is, it was what drew you there. It's a real privilege, I feel like. And, um, it's uh, almost feels like a luxury <laughs> to yeah. be able to spend so much time to be able to explore someone's narrative and really get to know them. Very, very true. And everybody's journey is so different. And those differences I want to talk a lot more about because you've also, um, you're on your blog and your website, you have um, some wonderful articles and you focused a lot about traumatic brain injury. You've talked a lot about PTSD and we do want to talk a little bit about that uh, later on in the show, but we also do want to talk about your website, um, which includes brain curves. And to me, this is, I love the name. I love the focus. <laughs> and I just think that it's just, uh, it's, it's so, um, it, it literal, literal to me, you know, a brain curve. There's so many curves and corners going around in one's brain. And, and I love the thought of that. So, uh, kudos to you for 
thinking of, of that uh, concept. I think it's great. We do have a break coming up, Dr. Jen, and um, we will um, pick all this up on the other side of the break. We'll talk more about the brain and, and you know, trauma is a very unique thing. Uh, it can be a mild trauma, I'm sure, it can be very major, and the reactions to that trauma and, of course, the journey to go through it all and the loved ones who experience it with you. We're going to be uh, talking more with Dr. Jennifer Walken right after this commercial break. We're coming up on our first break of uh, the hour here on Military Mom Talk Radio. So don't go away. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra's away today. Uh, I love that commercial of Blythe Lippman's show, Baby and Toddler Instructions. And if you like it, too, uh, do join us next week. She's going to be our guest, along with Emily Poirier, talking a little bit about baby and toddler and mom care for the summer vacations. Today, I'm so fortunate to be here with Dr. Jan Walken. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, writer, speaker, and professor. Most recently, she is the founder of Brain Curves, a space for all women and all of our supporters to inspire accurate and accessible wellness ideas as we journey together toward a more holistic, healthy, and happy life. I'm glad we're together with you today, Dr. Jen. Thank you so much. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit today about our magnificent brains. You know, what's so fascinating to me about the brain is that while it's a physical organ that's the center of our nervous system, it also houses our thoughts and our emotions, which is an intangible thing. That's, that's, um, that's more, uh, surreal than, than, uh, something that we can actually touch and feel. What are some of the things that we can do to nourish our brain, our physical brain? Mm, well, um, I'm so glad you mentioned that, first of all, because um, I'm a big believer in brain nourish, you know, nourishing the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, there's so many things that we could do. Um, uh, and a lot of it has to do with our lifestyle and the choices that we make. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, as a neuropsychologist, I'm often asked, you know, what's the number one thing I can do to sharpen my cognition? And I always say, um, exercise, physical exercise, um, blood to the brain, blood to the brain. But there are so many other ways, uh, to nourish the brain, um, self care, mindfulness practice, even what we eat can impact upon our wellness. Um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's so interesting because it's it's difficult to think about nourishing one's brain. I mean, we get a sprained ankle. We know we have to wrap it and take care of it and let it heal. But um, the things that we do for our brain, and I have to say this uh, sort of a little bit of a tangent. Mom, uh, my mother lived with us for almost 20 years. She had had a mild stroke, and we moved in with her, and we took care of her for 20 years. And um, one of the things she was so adamant to do, she was physically uh, challenged, but she, her brain was pretty sharp right to the end. And she kept saying, I need to get do my crossword puzzle every day because <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm sharp. I, w- I don't want to lose my brain. She says, I've lost everything else about me. I can't lose my brain. <laughs> oh, wow. I admire that. And that motivation and passion in and of itself is nourishing. So there you go. There you go. Um, but also she's, 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 she's right. There's something to that. Um, engaging in act- mentally uh, stimulating activities and also just being around people. So social interaction is huge. And can make a huge different act, difference, actually, in, the, in in our in our brain, uh, um, the milieu of our brains. Mm-hmm. You think of stimulation, and you don't realize that interaction with people really is uh, an incredible stimulation, even if it's somebody who. Um, <laughs> 
maybe you're not as as engaged with it. Some people at work, you know what they? I, I enjoy being with them at work, and um, that that's great. I think any kind of stimulation um, must give us pause to consider. It makes our brains work. It makes our brains think. It makes our brains have to engage diplomatically maybe or do I want to say that or don't I want to say that? Touche. No, I agree, which makes, um, you know, which makes it so much more difficult, if I may, just um, mm-hmm. to, to talk about for a moment, just with, yeah. you know, with, with PTSD in general, um, so much of what I mentioned is so much harder and more difficult. So um, the social interaction, um, um, you know, people who have suffered trauma, it's instinctual for them sometimes to pull away. The very thing that will help them is the very thing that um, they can't um, give to themselves or even just, you know, exercise, for example, um, might be difficult because when you're exercising, you're more physically aroused and that physical arousal actually might be triggering. Um, you know, we could talk much more about it, but I just wanted to take that opportunity there to mention that, it's so much more difficult to nourish the brain, which is why, um, thanks to programs like this, I think it's, you know, extraordinary that we have this awareness and, um, talk about these things. I am so glad that it's more open, that there is more conversation, more talk. It's not taboo anymore. Um, my husband, for example, came home came from, from service in 1970. 1970. He was, he was um, served, served in, in, in the late, late 60s, 60s into 1970. Things back then back were then not were talked about. about. So oh, I am so appreciative um, that now we have the opportunity to um, to openly talk about this and not have those stigmas attached to it. June, as a matter of fact, has been National PTS Awareness, PTSD Awareness Month. Um, and you've been running a series of blogs on your website, uh, Dr. Jen. And much of your work evolves around TBI and therefore the post-traumatic stress conditions that evolve from it. And in one of your articles, you defined PTSD as a psychological disorder that is a severe reaction to trauma. And that just kind of puts it in a little more perspective. Uh, Every journey must be so unique. Um, And I know you wrote also that PTSD isn't about what's wrong with you. It's about what happened to you. Mm. I love that separation because right there, that has got to sort of put you in a more objective position to be able to face what you're going through and to be able to learn where you need to be going with it. Um, yes. Um, thank you for bringing that up. I think that distinction is really important. Um, uh, specifically for women who tend to, uh, respond to trauma, uh, with a lot of self blame, uh, you know, uh, they tend to react with a belief that they're broken, um, you know, et cetera. So that distinction is, is very important, specifically when it comes to talking about, about women. Um, and yes, in terms of PTSD as an actual disorder, there's trauma and then there's a, this reaction to trauma. So many, many people, uh, go through a trauma 
that don't end up experiencing PTSD. So I think it's important to realize that this is a specific, you know, disorder, not to um, pathologize, but it's a real profound and distressing reaction to trauma. So about 8 million adults have PTSD given during a given year, let's say, but only a small portion, um, um, that's only a small portion of those who have actually gone through trauma. Hmm. I think you've def- you've sort of isolated three uh, uh, components to identifying PTSD in oneself. Did I read that? Yes, definitely. So there are three prominent symptoms. So you know, re-experiencing the event, which um, um, occurs either as nightmares or flashbacks, mm-hmm. and then there's this avoidance. So avoiding triggers, any reminder of an event, um, dissociating, and then there's hyperarousal. So um, continuing to be sensitive um, and, and startling easily to, to both um, factors associated with the trauma, but also other factors as well. I know my dad, when he first came home from um, World War II, would experience difficulty just walking down a street. There are so many uh, unique things uh, that each person has to, um, you know, face. And that's where I'm sure you find the challenge is in it's got to be almost a, a, every person is a mystery, I'm sure, because not only is everybody's experience different, but the way they've it, it affects them is different, mm-hmm. and then the way they um, go forth with that, everybody's got to be different. Something that might be horrifying to me might not be as horrifying to somebody else. Yet um, I've got to find the way to um, to to live with that. And I know we've just got a couple more minutes. Um, before our break, Dr. Jen, but where, where do you begin when you start uh, challenge uh, talking to somebody about the challenges that they're facing? I know we've just got a couple minutes here. Sure, sure. No, for me, it's all about, you know, a comprehensive assessment, really, really getting to know the person beforehand, because everyone comes with a different um you know, neural, genetic, psychological framework, as you just alluded to. And so for me, um, just really honing in and, and knowing the details and where the person comes from, what makes them, you know, tick, um, that will um, be very helpful uh, in both uh, diagnosis, um, more precise diagnosis, and eventually treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is someone going to always have that sort of uh, aura of PTSD uh, to sort of be aware of, or do we actually quote unquote cure somebody? And I don't like that term, but (laughs) I I believe that it's something that someone could work through. I really do. Um, You know, it might be a a lifelong, um, you know, struggle in some ways, but not to the extent where it impairs functioning um, and doesn't allow a person to thrive. Many people with PTSD can go on and, you know, not just survive, I like to say, but really thrive. It's just, I think, a matter of really seeking out the right treatment, awareness, um, you know, et cetera. 
yeah, yeah, those those uh, skills that that are life that become life skills. Exactly. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Jennifer Walken today, and on the other side, let's focus more on trauma and how PTSD presents some challenges and those new journeys. We're going to be back in a moment with Dr. Jennifer Walken here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. This is Buzz Local Radio. We have the three topics here, and we just added a fourth because we started talking about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, in a band. He's in a band. We both had guitars. So I went over to his house Christmas Day. That so day. We had to start a band. And uh, I think we wrote four or five that songs feeling. that afternoon. And Cannibalistic Fish was one of them. Cannibalistic Fish. <laughs> I couldn't do the dreads. My mom would not oh, let me wear my pants backwards darn. to school either. That was wiggity, 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 wiggity. Yeah. <laughs> Buzz Local Radio. Available for free download on toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Sandra Beck is off, and <laughs> Sandra may be off, but if you can hear in the background, my cat is not off. My cat is on the other side of the door. <laughs> Unhappy that mommy is on this side and, and is definitely trying, so I'm sorry if, you, if uh, my little Freddie is in, in impairing our sound here. Uh, today we are with Dr. Jan Walken, licensed a clinical psychologist and writer and speaker and a professor. And today we're delving into the brain. Dr. Jen, do women have more risk for uh, TBI and thus PTSD than men? Um, 
Well, they definitely have more risk for PTSD. Okay. Um, uh, TB, TBI, it's hard to say, statistically yeah. speaking. Um, uh, I know that was a loaded question, but you yeah. know what? I had to just put it no, there. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, PTSD and, and TBI, they co-occur a lot. Um, and it really is hard to parse out. Um, but women are much more likely to experience actual post-traumatic stress disorder than men. Two times as likely, actually, um, to meet criteria uh, for PTSD than men, and um, almost four times as likely to have more chronic iterations. So thank you for bringing that up. It's, I'm glad to always um, quote those statistics uh, to create awareness. Sure. Is there a physiological reason? Is there um, a sociological reason? Great question. There are a few reason, reasons that have been given in the research. Um, a lot of people say that women are actually no more likely to experience trauma in general, um, but it's the types of trauma that they experience that are uh, put them at greater risk for PTSD. So, for example, sexual assault um, or sexual abuse as as children, uh, experiencing that, uh, that is more, that kind of trauma is more prominent, uh, in women and experiencing that kind of trauma puts you at greater risk. So whereas about six out of 10, uh, men and five out of 10 women actually experience trauma in their lives, it's about the type of trauma people say. Hmm. And I think, like I said before, they're the women when compared with men tend to react with greater self-blame belief that their own incompetence led to the trauma. So they're this kind of sex specific expression of distress post this trauma can also explain greater rates of PTSD in women. I, I, I kind of alluded to a sociological uh, um, sort of influence in that I can almost imagine you've got a pilot, whether the pilot is a woman or a man, the pilot experiences the same situation. I would almost bet 10 to 1 that when the woman comes back after having that same trauma or traumatic experience would be expected by society to fill her place in society more Mm. readily and with being more seamless than, say, a man. And Geez, I hate to be sexual like that, you know, to define because we're looking so much more toward equality. But I, I would almost gander that those pressures would influence one's um, ability to find find the place to live live beyond. Sure, I actually agree. And again, I like you. I'm wary of of saying these things. Um, with any type of feminist tone, because it's not about that. It's, yep, <laughs> this isn't yep. about, this isn't about, you know, uh, necessarily sh- shining a spotlight on oh, sure. uh, women, um, for the sake of it, but only in so far as creating awareness that everything that you just said is true. And all in addition to the more, to the difficulty they have in re-entry to society, they're, they are so stigmatized. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think stigma continues to exist. You mentioned that 
things, PTSD isn't as taboo for women. It still is taboo. Yeah. They're, they're, they're expected to come back and just care for the family and re-enter and connect with relationships in a way that they had. There are less resources. They utilize resources less, unfortunately. Mm. Um, well, I hope that um, having people as as you are now being able to, you, you know, on Military Mom Talk Radio, we just kind of blurt things out. <laughs> and we just say things. And, and by just being open and saying, Gee, you know why? Why? Why is the, is that two to one ratio there? So, um, you know, it's really good to talk about it. It's just, you know, let's just say what's happening and and just putting it out there. And I'm so appreciative that there is more dialogue, that there is more discussion, um, and that's why we're so grateful that you are here and all of the work that you're doing. Dr. Jim, let's talk a little bit about relationships. Um, Now, this is a huge issue uh, that we can only touch on a little bit here today. But we we know that it's not just an individual who lives with PTSD. It's the whole family as well. We've talked about this a number of times on our show. How how does a, a spouse get the support they need to be supportive of their loved one who's finding their way with PTSD? Good question. I think um, the impact of trauma on relationships is pretty profound and is a real struggle. And I think someone who is connected to someone who's experienced trauma should seek out their own psychological um, care. I say psychological, I guess, because I'm biased because I am a psychologist. But um, counseling, whatever works so that they can work through their own uh, reactions to this person who's coming back and might not be the person that left. Yes. Very, very true. Now, do you ever recommend that um, partners go to a counselor together at some point and then maybe seek their individual counselors? Uh, do the clinicians need to sort of know each other's history? Um, how, how could that help or not help? Well, I think for many couples, it's incumbent upon them to go together. Um, but in the, with the case of trauma, as long as they each have their own therapist as well, okay. that they can then explore their experience in their own individual therapy and then bring it back into the room with a separate counselor. I see. Does that make sense? That's, yeah, it does make sense because I can only imagine um, – going to someone and saying, he did this, he did this, he did this. And, you know, not having the other side of the story and having that clinician saying, well, usually this is, this is what could happen every, and there again, every, every situation is different. And then of course there are children. Um, do Mm. you have uh, suggestions that the children maybe have their own people to talk to because it's very difficult to explain to a little one why is mommy or daddy having some behaviors that are hard for little ones to understand. I am so glad you brought that up because I'm all about always protect the children here. Yeah, yeah. And early intervention is so important. And I always joke in a non-funny way that trauma is contagious in a way and incumbent upon, I think 
you know, parents to make sure that their children are getting the right care. It can't be overemphasized. Their children are, can really be victims here. Um, they have poorer health outcomes, um, when it comes to, uh, this new stressful family environment. Sure. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. I think it's, it's due diligence to, um, to make sure that the children have their own outlets and, um, are getting the right counseling. And it's, it is hard because the, 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 parent having PTSD may do a behavior that we've been trying to say, no, you're not supposed to throw something across the room. No, you're not supposed to whatever there. And then here goes mommy or daddy doing what they know they're not supposed to do. So it is so confusing for little ones. And then, you know, we've got three minutes before the break, Dr. Jen. Uh, I also wanted to bring up changes over time. I, for example, uh, my husband who, and I said earlier in the show, left the service in 1970, but now 40 some odd years later, um, is starting to have more nightmares, more, uh, difficulty sleeping and the violent sleeping. And that brings up, okay, someone who I all, you know, for the last almost 40 years have been humming right along with here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is Um, this common? You know what? It can be. First of all, I shout out to you. I mean, this is not my lived experience. So I can, I can talk as much as I want. I can write as much as I want, but wow. Um, so thank you for sharing your story. Yes, it is. It is common. Sometimes PTSD is the onset is later, but also there's also this concept of being Mm re-triggered and it's often hard to understand and know what is re-triggering someone. Sure. But I think, uh, count, you know, just getting the right care as early as one can is always the best way uh, to go. Yeah. I was going to say, I've just got to be very grateful because now that my husband is retired, he, his medical care is through the VA and I'm just so appreciative because his physician is through the VA. He was, um, he is a veteran and just having that commonality is making those kinds of visits so much easier. So, mm, so glad um, to Kudos for the VA for, for yes. all of their support. <laughs> we are heading out to another break, Dr. Jen. And on the other side, let's focus on brain curves, your community uh, of brain curves, and some of the resources that our listeners will find on your site. Um, we invite you to visit braincurves.com or Dr. Jen's home site, which is jenniferwalkenphd.com, and that's W-O-L-K-I-N. We are going to be back in a moment with Dr. Jen. Um, and I'm just, I just cut it a little bit too early, Dr. Jen, you know, sometimes on live radio, (laughs) I was thinking those tunes were right there. Uh, but I'm glad that I got your website in there because your website has so much in it. And I'm so grateful for, for, uh, everyone knowing where to find you. Um, and you have, uh, blogs, you have videos on there, lots of resources. Thank you so much. We're glad that you're here today. Be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? 
keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every Monday night during the debut episode of Paranoia Texas at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you will get a chance to win some very cool prizes from McDonald's, Walmart, Geek World, Red Petal Salon, and so much more. All you have to do is listen for the cue, and when you hear this music, call in. That's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And win those cool prizes. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, so glad that you're with us today here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Now, if you've missed any of this show or want to catch up on any of our more than 200 shows that we have on file, especially if you want to load up that MP3 player, you're on your way to the beach, you're going to want some good listening. So so download a few of those shows uh, at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. You can find them all on iTunes, and our podcasts are always available right here on our show page on our host station, Toganet Radio, powered by Global Broadcasting Networks. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Today, uh, we are chatting with Dr. Jennifer Walken. Dr. Jen, where did your inspiration for brainspiration come from? I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
Do you know, I've always have been really passionate about the brain <laughs> um, and also about um, women's wellness and um, creating a space for women, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, to inspire accurate and accessible wellness ideas. And um, I, I think Brain Curves came um, out of this desire to um, help myself and others embrace all aspects of who we are. So, you know, those uniquely feminine tracks curving through our brains and also our feminine curves, just embracing ourselves. Was part of all of this culmination, if you will, part of your journey through either some, did you have some sports injuries that you had to work yourself through? I did, and uh, because of them, I do still struggle a little bit with chronic pain. Um, mm-hmm. And as I've you know talked about in other podcasts and um, have written about, have, uh, found mindfulness meditation, which has been a huge resource um, for my own self. And given that I do have the skill set and uh, always learning, but do have the the education and the platform, I do want to give all of this over to others. It's wonderful that you are because so many people, I think, um, don't think about, say, yoga or music as a therapy as for their brain as much as a physical uh, for the rest of their body. Um and there again, it's that physical brain versus the emotional brain that we were needing to nurture just as much. Um, speaking of music, what is music? Did you want to say before we, I want to talk oh, yeah, about music. I just wanted yeah. to say, um, um, I think in treating PTSD, there's so many modalities. Um, and, but there is a modality called mindful awareness in body oriented therapy, just to throw out one of them. And based on the idea that those with PTSD suffer from an inability to effectively identify and control their emotions, sensations, or physical states. So while definitely uh, one has to be in the care of a professional. Mindfulness techniques um, can come into play when treating PTSD. And there again, uh, of course, there's so many uh, crutches that one might fall into um, that could be negative to one's body. It's wonderful to mm-hmm. know that there is the strength of exactly. these positive healing processes Um that can get us into a good place. And, and so many times we're not going to be in the exact place that we were before. Um, and I think accepting that is, is part of moving forward. We are not going to, even, whether you've had injury or whether you've had issues, I, I'm 60 years old. I'm not going to be the person I was when, mm. I'm th- when I was 35. I'm just <laughs> not going to be there. <laughs> Acceptance is a, 
is key, but also to accept the fact that, hey, 60 might also have offer things um, that 35 doesn't. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> like those senior citizen discounts. Exactly. Read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you have a lot of music and books on your website. How important are they to one's healing process? I think huge. Again, when it comes to trauma, I, I can't say it enough. I think always being in the care of a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so seeking out the right care and then going from there and, and, and kind of working with that professional, um, in different ways. So I just want to make that clear, mm-hmm. but in general, I think music, uh, is so healing. It's, it's played a huge role in my own life. Um, my, um, my grandfather was a cantor. I play music myself. I can't think of anything else that really speaks to me on a, such a mind, body, brain. Sure. (laughs) Um, but again, when it comes to trauma, I just like to be sensitive because, um, everyone's story is so unique. Like you keep um, referring to, and I don't know what would trigger, uh, someone. So again, that's why it's important to make sure to seek out the right professional um, so that you can have tailor-oriented treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are many people. Um, is there a um, place where one can go to um, seek out a, a directory of sorts? Uh, is it sort of getting on Facebook and saying, who is your favorite? <laughs> I'm you know saying what? that You're like, so sarcastically. <laughs> In this day and age, I think uh, social media is actually a good way. I think it's um, just the reaching out that is the the first step, the reaching out, the um, making a commitment to help oneself. Um, And uh, I, you know, of course, reading blogs, I actually put together a packet for you all of all my blogs in one place um, so that you don't have to kind of go and just click, 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 but a document uh, PDF that is all the blogs. And then at the end, I have a few resources uh, of helpful links of where to go. um, If you wanted more information about how you can have some help. That's wonderful. Let me know how I can get that to you. I'm going to also download that or upload it rather to my website in the next day or two. So I'll have that there. Oh, that's perfect. And if you email it to me, I'll make sure it's on the article that we uh, promote on our end as far as the show, because we'll have the article and then the podcast will be right attached to it. So we'll be more than happy to put that on there. That's wonderful. Um, In the last few minutes that we've got here, just a couple more minutes, um, What's your best advice? I mean, everybody, um, as we keep saying, everybody is so unique. What's your advice for joy? Mm. Wow. Um, I think um, self-care. Um, really making the commitment to care for yourself, to tune yourself. You're an instrument, and if you want to play for yourself and others, um it's important to, to tune yourself. I think so often we see, even in this day and age, we, 
we see self-care as a selfish pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's not the case. And actually taking care of ourselves can create even more joy um, intrapersonally and also in our relationships. I think it's uh, sometimes we as women need to give ourselves permission to be the person that we are. We don't have to be that size two. We don't have to be the perfect skin. We don't have to be um, the most um, verbally talented person. There are many times that we stammer and there's going to be times that mm. we might say the wrong thing. We have to give ourselves permission to say, that's okay. We're good, even though. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Um, Perfectly imperfect. And like I keep saying, embracing all of our curves, all of ourselves, every aspect of who we are. Um, I think being kind to ourselves. And you're right. As women, we often have to actually give ourselves permission to do that. But once we do give ourselves permission, I think our lives just open up in ways that we might not have thought was possible. Sure. And I think that's when the self-esteem gets the boost because once you give, let go of the fact that, oh my goodness, I have to do better. Oh my goodness, my kitchen isn't tidy. I am the person who I am. And, and if you come in, I'm going to just push the dishes aside and we're going to have a cup of coffee right in the middle of whatever, <laughs> you know, and that having that, that forwardness, having that ability gives you that self-esteem that you need that then you're going to have the confidence and strength to face whatever else life throws at you. I agree. And I'm not sure how much time left we have left, but um, I think as women, we often think in shoulds. I should be here by now. I should be doing this. I should be. And my answer to people is don't shit all over yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so something very simple that can make a huge difference. No shoulds, you know, and yeah. more than a self-esteem sometimes, um, I'm a big proponent of self-compassion. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I see a t-shirt in our midst. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's got to go on a t-shirt. Oh, Dr. Jennifer Walton, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we, you have given us such inspiration for this, uh, this past hour. Um, I encourage everyone to visit Dr. Jen at Jennifer Walkin, and that's W-O-L-K-I-N-P-H-D.com. And, uh, a quick path to her, uh, wonderful, um, uh, resources is at braincurves.com. Dr. Jen, thanks so much for being Thank here. Thank you again. Thank you so oh. much. Well, you know, we are getting ready for summer. So next week, join us for some tips for babies, toddlers, and moms to make the most of your summer season. Thanks for joining me today. This is Robin Boyd for Sandra Beck. Hope to be with you again real soon on Military Mom Talk Radio. <laughs>